So we're at our second episode and this is the point in the podcast where I want to start to pull in voices of colleagues and fellow educators who are pondering, thinking about, curious around this direction of technology in the classroom, how it impacts both our role and experience as educators, but also the experience of the students in front of us. So today, my first guest, and perhaps one of my most favorite people in the world, um, I have an educator with decades of experience, cross curriculums, across grade levels. She's a phenomenal mom to two wonderful girls and a young new baby boy. Uh, She's my sounding board. She's my colleague. Uh, She's my best friend. Uh, I have with me today, Amanda Alguire. Okay. So uh, I've been asking all of the educators that I've been interviewing about what their gut response is when I ask you the question, is technology a tool or a toy? Okay. So when I first think of technology, the first thing I think of is cell phones. Um, and cell phone use in the classroom. And so through that lens, lens, I think definitely um, it is not a tool, it's a toy. Um, I think that having Chromebooks or the like having every kid has a Chromebook in their hand this year in public school and that is definitely a tool. Um, because I teach English, it is leveling the playing field. And I've barely seen any students writing, handwriting, um, and the couple of times I have, I have noticed that um, how difficult it is for some kids to actually express themselves via handwriting, but not writing. It's not the, it's not the process of putting words on a page, it's the process of putting words on a page through a pencil, um, because that becomes like a barrier. Yeah, a barrier and like a cognitive task to write. So I think like in that regard, it is a huge tool. So would you say now that handwriting is becoming obsolete, so we're shifting to computer-based or Chromebook-based expression of ideas, and so great, that's just now the times, and handwriting is kind of an unnecessary skill? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think about that all the time because um, I took a master's course where we had to keep a writer's journal, and I was very resistant to it at first because I was like, this is not a way that I find it easy to keep track of my ideas like it's cumbersome and laborious and whatever Um, but for me as an adult who has lots of experience in handwriting and it's not a cognitive task for me it did end up being a positive experience having an actual writer's handbook so then I wonder are, are my students missing out on something by not practicing that skill but what is the relevance of that skill in the world that we live in yeah I don't I'm not sure there is one. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about what what times in your life will you be required to handwrite in any amount? I I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. So true. So yeah. true. So normally I follow up and say, okay, what if we expand the definition of technology and separate personal devices to from technology in the classroom? But you've already done that. So it sounds to me like personal devices create a hindrance or a distraction mm-hmm. and are not great maybe build on that a little bit but that the technology we're using in the classroom with a more with more purpose and more intention is a tool and is yeah. actually 
really supporting learning. I think it is really supporting learning. I think too that um, we make the assumption, I think this is an important thing that we need to talk about more. We make the assumption that these kids are technologically savvy, but they're not. They're used to having their cell phones and they do very limited things with their cell phones, but they don't know how to, like, you know, we're talking about coding at grade three or whatever, but these kids are literally don't even know how to open their email half the time or like how to write an email or how to find some information on the internet. So it's like pointless to have all of that wealth of information if we never ever teach them those skills that we assume they have because they have technology in their hand, but they don't, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, I think, I do think, I think there's potential. I think we need to recognize that kids aren't where we think they are with technology for sure. And, but I do think that it does level the playing field or can level the playing field in terms of like, you know, what assets students have or what deficits they have had in sort of the traditional education system. And so last question being, so where do we go from here? So, I, you know, I've been speaking with lots of different teachers and school counselors about, you know, technology's presence in education and its role and help hinder blah, blah, blah. But if, if we're talking about like, okay, what next? How do we keep the movement productive and positive and intentional and not just not just like mm. roll with what's where society's pushing us but instead as educators you know like t- have an I don't know take an active direction yeah. into how technology is going to be used in the classroom like not just use it f- technology for technology's sake exactly exactly so so what next what does it look like over the next one or two years Short time frame. I feel like one of the problems is that as a teacher, you get, which is a problem with like the access to the information that we have, period, is overwhelming. So there's not like a focus on like, so on the one hand, it's like that paradox of choice. On the one hand, it's really nice to have all of these options available to you. And then on the other hand, it's like you can't make a decision or really figure out how to work any one piece of technology because there's 80 million other ones to mm-hmm. try to figure out. Um, so, I mean, I want to say like maybe there needs to be more of a focused approach in terms of like this is a piece of technology that we should use. And I, I would guess that if you asked someone like at the board, they would say, well, we do that already. But I still feel like on the ground there's too many options and not enough direction right which is not a benefit to kids either because I think we saw that with online learning with COVID lots of teachers jumping online to try and use all this assistive technology to like you know video share or screen share or you know make notes more accessible or you know send videos or links or whatever but we all were using nine million different programs yeah that that's tough on kids. So yes. like, do I hear you saying like for at a school a level or a board level, here are the four amazing tools that yeah. we've looked at and done PD so that you feel confident yes. in using these tools. And these are used cross-curricular, cross-grades. Yeah. And I think so. I think also there's some real benefit too, which is maybe a different conversation, but flipped classrooms and using technology to flip your classroom. So if we know that we can deliver all of this content on via technology, then why, and we are seeing kids in person, why are we not using that time to assist them with the work that they are already working on, which is really when the teaching happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
or when the learning happens, I guess, is more because it's that when they are time to practice or whatever, right? When they're practicing those skills and math, I mean, I don't teach math, but a good example is math. If, if they get their lesson and then they have this time to practice with assistance from you, technology allows that to happen. Without it, you are giving them the lesson and then sending them off on their own to practice, which is they can't, like if they're making the same mistake over and over, that's not beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, same for English. Like if I'm doing a lesson with them, but then saying go home and do your homework and they're making the same grammar errors over and over and over, not helpful. So I think like technology can help that address that keep the classroom and, focused and on learning that, and if that is or, like the where technology needs to take us or where technology can take us you know maybe we need to focus more on like what i guess what is the purpose of the piece of technology that we're using and yeah. is it serving you the way that it should be like is it helping to do is it helping everyone helping teachers to do their jobs helping students to learn better yeah. otherwise why are we using it yeah and i think that's huge too i think I think that's ultimately where I came out of when I did my larger discussion was technology is awesome, but don't just be a servant to it. Yeah. Like be a part, choose it, know why you've chosen it, know how it, like you just said, how it benefits you, how it benefits your teaching practice and then use it skillfully and like intentionally and make sure your kids mm-hmm. feel confident in it mm-hmm. and you're not just using it for the sake of being in the 21st century. Yeah. Okay, thank you. These are... Is it these? It's really... So there you have it. And I think what I pull away from my conversation with Amanda is that there are some amazing ways that technology has created... An accessible classroom and I think especially as English teachers we see the curriculum has changed you know it used to be about meticulous cursive writing but now it's about the quality of thoughts that's what we're currently valuing in the curriculum that we teach especially in a language is how do you use that language what ideas are you expressing what is your ability to critically think or connect to a variety of texts and i think what amanda is saying that technology has provided is an accessible space to get at that work so instead of you know the cumbersome task of writing you know pen or pencil in hand across the page worrying about the shape and style and spelling instead we can look at the content of our thoughts so I thought that really stood out for me as as an aha moment you're right technology does level the playing field as Amanda put it The other thing that I keep hearing echoed time and time again by educators is our concern about the distraction of personal devices. So does that change our conversation? Is our conversation not about technology, tool, or toy, but instead about technology, a tool, but a tool that needs to be taught, and personal devices, a toy, and a toy that needs to be monitored, controlled, or at least its use supported. I'm left still wondering, and I'm excited for the episodes to come.